All right, Shabbos, say good morning. Let us begin. Let's start by thanking our sponsors. To thank our Torah sponsors for the month of Av, Max and Brenda Lepovsky, Lepkovsky, excuse me, in honor of Yitzchak Meir's upcoming bar mitzvah. Dr. Riva Mitzner, in commemoration of the first yard site of her father, Dr. Larry Schenk, Aryeh Ben Chaim, Zichron Levracha. Our week of learning sponsors, Mark and Sarah Meisler, for the yard site of Mark's grandmother, Ann Altman, Hannah Devora Bas Yehuda, and Bill and Rezi Eskin, Lezech and Nishmas, Bill's father, Mordechai Ben David, and Rezi's mother, Tzivya Bas Moshe Aaron. Our Dafyomi sponsors, the Plonka family, for the yard site of Yitzchak Ben Shlomo, the Ariya Kodesh, incredible, and Robert and Lisi Lilienfeld, in memory of Robert's grandmother, Dorothy Myers. You hope they know the merit of our Tamatora. All of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the families a Nechama. And I will say with that, let us begin. We have a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is daf Zion, and we are picking up, we are picking up, um, Vibayis Emo. We left off kind of in the middle of the, no, not in the middle, towards the end. It's a two, four, six, eight lines up from the bottom. We'll say also, I'll mention, I sent out yesterday on the, on the WhatsApp chat, just a PDF with, uh, with pictures. Again, you don't need them. I, a lot of the things we're going to do today are a little bit more self-explanatory, but the mice say definitely is helpful. I'll, I'll, over the course of this year, I'll make reference to the picture numbers that we're looking at if, if you want to follow along. So the Bosei, remember again, the Gemara says as follows. We left off yesterday with a Machlokus between Rabbanon and Rabbi Shimon about the size of a sukkah. So the Rabbanon were quoted as saying that the sukkah Stein kill Hassan, two regular walls, and the third wall that only has to measure a tefach, and Rabbi Shimon held that halacha lamaisa, the minimum shear for a sukkah is three walls, with a fourth wall the size of a tefach. So remember again, the Gemara wanted to suggest that their machlokis was based on a, a, a much more global machlokis of yesh em la mikra, yesh em la masores. When we go ahead and we dash in a pasuk, do we look at how the pasuk is written, or do we, that's yesh em la masores, or do we look at how the Pasik is read? Yesh Aim Lamikra. And of course, it creates an incredible mafkamino over here by Sukkah, because the Torah states the word Sukkos three times. The first two times it's written Chaser without a Vav, third time it's written with a Vav. So the Shaila just is how many words do you have to work with for that for, for darshaning purposes? Okay, we don't have to go through the whole thing again. So the Gemara says, Iba Yisim, another possibility is the Kuli Alma, Kiasoi Hilchasad Ligarea. Both say could very well be that halacha lamaisa. Everyone agrees that the halacha lamoshe misinai. Um, actually, I think I skipped. Sorry, go one back. Vibayis ema duchuli alma yesh in lamasores. I will say in this version again. Everyone holds that you assign primacy to the written form of the word. Vahacha vahakam ifligi. Here, what are they arguing about? Mar saver kiasai hilchasa ligarea umar saver kiasai hilchasa lahosif. Oh, well, this is very interesting. Maybe the machlokis halacha l'moshe misina is as follows. Everyone agrees that the last wall only has to be a tefach. Perhaps the machlokis and the halacha l'moshe misina is at the end of the day, is the halacha l'moshe misina coming to add a wall or to subtract a wall? The wife, so one of the possibilities, the choli amo kiasai hilchasa ligarea. Other possibilities, no, everyone agrees that the Allah Moshe Misina is coming to go ahead and take away a wall. 
Furthermore, again, everyone agrees that we assign primacy to the written form of the word. Bosa here is interesting. If you remember again, the every time we started darshaning, if you remember again, we always took off the first basukos. Right? Why did we take off the first basukos? You remember why? Because that was used to teach us the din of sukkah. So we operated under the assumption that the word that teaches you the core halacha cannot be used for darshaning purposes. So the Gemara says maybe that's an achlokas. Mar sabr darshan tchilos. Mar sabr in darshan tchilos. One opinion says ultimately we go ahead and we darshan the first word, and the second opinion says we don't darshan the first word. Okay, I will say so again. Obviously, it would be Rabbi Shimon who holds that you darshan the first word. So therefore, he has an extra sukkos at his disposal, leaving it with a sukkah of four walls, three regular walls, one of a tefach. Whereas Rabbanon would say we don't darshan trilos, and therefore again you're left with a sukkah of three walls, two regular walls, one of a tefach. Both say the Gemara goes on. Rav Masna Amr Tamid Rav Shimon Hacha. Rav Masna says no. It has nothing to do yesh in la masuras yesh in la mikra. Rabbi Shimon's logic is from somewhere else. Where does he learn it from? Interestingly enough, from the Pasuk in Yeshaya. The Sukkah Tiel itself, Yoma Mechorev, Ulamachse Ulamister Mizerem Umimater. The Pasuk seeks out the idea that a Sukkah is there to do what? To shield you from the elements. And I both say, in order for a Sukkah to shield you from the elements, what must the Sukkah have? What must the Sukkah have? Four walls. For walls, so an interesting drasha. Granted, it's a pasuk from the Navi, not a pasuk ultimately again from the Torah. But ultimately, Rabbi Shimon is saying that's how you learn out the shir of sukkah. It's got to be four walls. Now, of course, again, remember, everyone will agree effectively that the halacha of Moshe Sinai does the same thing, which is tells you that the last wall need not be a complete wall; only needs to be a partial wall. So all you need is a tefach. But Lamai said that that's Rabbi Shimon's logic. So I will say. Ultimately, before we go on, so we know how do we paskin? We paskin like the Chachamim, like the Rabbanon. That the Shir of a Sukkah is Shalosh Tefanos, three walls, but it's really Shteid Tefanos Umashahu. Two walls, and the third wall only has to be a Tefach. That's ultimately how we paskin. There's a beautiful Sfasemes. The Ger Rebbe says, that what's the symbolism? So interesting that that's the Shir of a Sukkah. Two walls, two walls in a tefach. So I so said, listen to what the Sasana says. It says, you have to visualize the image, right? So imagine like this, a visual display over here. You have, right, one wall, two walls, right? So one, two, and then the third wall only has to be a tefach like this. It says the Sasana, what's the imagery? What's the imagery? An embrace, an embrace, a hug. So the Sasana says, the sukkah, is the embrace of the Ribbana Shalom. The sukkah which comes after the Yamim Noraim. Sukkah which comes after the Din. And again, the overwhelming nature of Rosh Hashanah, of of Yom Kippur, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, my children, I love you, come out to me. Come out to me, and I embrace you in the sukkah. The sukkah is when we are embraced by the Reban Hashem. That's the Shte Defanos Umashahu. It's the embrace of the Reban Hashem. It's such a beautiful idea. So the Gemara goes on. So I'll say, so now, we, we, the truth is, this, this discussion is even independent of how you pass in the Bishman and the Rabbanon, but knowing that we pass in like the Rabbanon, that's what we're going to focus on. Is where do you put the Tafach? Right? We, 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 so now the third wall only has to be a Tafach. 
Where do you put that tefach? Amrli Rav Kahana, Vravasi. I'm sorry, Amrav, Mamidil Kinegin, Hayotse. So I said, it's very simple. You put it jutting out of the other wall. So we'll say, so again, the, the idea over here is, let's uh, just on, on a simple illustration, is that, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't, this is not included in the PDF I sent you, because the PDF only goes from Zaino or Dalif. But again, it's easy enough to remember, which is, imagine you have, you're, we're always operating with two walls like this, right? I have one wall like this, one wall like this. So the Gemara says, where does the Amma, where does the Tefach wall come out of? It's attached to one of the other walls. That's it. That's it. So the Gemara says, Top of Zayin. Perhaps you should now both say, now we're assuming right now the two whole walls are set at a right angle with each other. And so we're assuming that the Tefach wall, which is wall number three, will also be set at a right angle as well. Right? That's, that's the issue, which makes sense. That's the assumption they're working with. So the Gemara says, why does it have to be set at a right angle? Maybe you should set it at a slant, at an angle. Look at Rashi. So if you look, actually, I think most Gemaras, do you have a picture on Rashi there? Right? So you can see, you have two regular walls set at a, at a right angle, and then that third wall, which is the Tefach wall, is slanted. Now, both say, now Rashi says, we don't have to have to get into this, but Rashi, what will be the logic of that? In other words, why would you set it up like that? So we'll say, it's interesting. If you're looking to create the image of an enclosure, having the third tefach wall a bit more slanted creates a bit more of an enclosed space. So in other words, the Gemara is just saying, why go ahead and put it at right angles? Maybe take the tefach wall and put it at a slant. Shasik Rav. Rav was silent. He didn't know what the answer to this. Itmar nami Mishmei so ultimately, again, Shmuel said in the name of Levi, no, the accepted way to go ahead and set up wall number three, the Tefach wall, is to put it at a right angle with the two other walls. Good. So we'll say, so that's how the Gemara is operating right now, that the, the ideal setup for your minimum share of a sukkah is to have three walls all at right angles to each other, with the third wall only needing to be a tefach, but that tefach being attached to one of the other, we'll call it complete walls. Good. Rav Simon, Vitim Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi Omer. Omar. I will say this is very interesting. Oselo tefach shochek, umaamido bepachos mishlosha tefachem samoch ledofen, vechopachos mishlosha samoch ledofen kilavodamis. Well, so listen to this. Shabbi Simon has an interesting approach to how to go ahead and structure your sukkah. Shabbos, so you have two complete walls. Rabbi Simon then says, when it comes to the fourth wall, here's what, sorry, when it comes to the third wall, here's what you should do. Make the fourth, make the third wall, what we call a tefach shochek. Shabbos, now what's a tefach shochek? A tef, look at Rashi, tefach shochek literally means a loose tefach. Rashi says, modedin bedalit etzbaos, she'enam nogos zubazu, that what you do is, I will say there are two ways that you can go ahead and measure a tefach, right? What are the two ways? Either with four fingers tightly compressed, or at the end of the day, with four fingers a little bit loosely spread apart. So comes along Rav Simon, says, make a wall that's made of a tefach, a one tefach wall, right? Ultimately, again, but make it a loose tefach. You'll see why in just a moment. So four finger breath loosely, and we'll say, what, you, what should you do? Place that, place that wall, place that wall, place that plank, we'll call it, 
less than three tfachim of one of the other walls. I will say, if you're following along in the pictures, this is picture number 35 in the PDF I sent you. Again, so you have your two complete walls, the, the one, the tefach shulchik, the small plank, and you place that plank within three tfachim. Now, both say, if you place the plank within three tfachim, what happens? What is that called? Lovud. What does Lovud say? What does Lovud say? We essentially view the entire area as being closed. So both say, what do you effectively therefore make out of your third wall? What do you have? What do you have? You essentially have a little bit less than a four tefach wall. Than a four tefach wall. Now, what's the beauty of having a four tefach wall? Both remember again, what's, what is the minimum shear for sukkah? Seven by seven, which means that your third wall has the majority of the minimum shear for sukkah. Okay, so it's just so essentially, essentially what, what, what Rabbi Shulman Levi is saying, just for the same money, right? For the, for, the, for, the same, for the same little third wall, for the same tefach third wall, you could just end up making something much more halachically substantive. So instead of just having a third wall that's a tefach, you actually could end up having a third wall that's actually halachically Fort Fahim, which is the majority of the minimum shear of a sukkah. Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. So again, do you have do you have do you have pictures in the margin of your gemara also? Good. So you can see, this is picture bays. This is picture bays in the margin of your Gemara. It should be in the Mesorah Sashas. Hopefully you have it there. Again, we'll say, or, or picture 35. Very simple. So we'll say, all this is doing, all this is doing is taking this. Remember, we're adopting the same premise as the Chachamim. The Sukkot just has to be two complete walls and a third wall that's a Tepach. All Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi is saying is, you could go ahead and maximize that Tepach third wall by first of all making it a little bit bigger, tefach shulchik, because that makes it a little bit larger, putting it within three tefachim, you end up having a wall of four tefachim plus a little, plus a little majority of the sukkah. I will say an incredible, incredible monster. You know, sometimes, sometimes in life, it's not what you have, but it's what you do with it. And it's how you utilize it. It's the same tefach wall. But look, before the Yeshua and Levi came along, right? One tefach wall gave you a te- gave you a wall. How big? How big? One tefach. Rabbi Yeshua and Levi says in life, it's all about not what you have, but how you use what you have. And if used correctly, a one tefach wall can become a four tefach wall, and a four tefach wall is the majority of the minimum shear of a sukkah. I mean, it's such a muster in life. We often think. That the answer to our life challenges is more, is more. If I had more, then I'd be successful. If I had more, then I'd be happier. Well, sometimes we do need more. Sometimes I don't need more. Sometimes I have everything I already need. I just have to figure out how to try to use it. This is true in Gashmias. It's true in Ruchmias. It's true in everything in life. Often we have everything we need to be successful. We just don't always deploy our resources in the most impactful and effective fashion. So the Gemara goes right there. What happens if you have a sukkah that is made like a mavoy? I both say this is picture 36. So sukkah that's made like a mavoy is very simple. It's two parallel walls. 
So remember again, up until now, you've always been assuming, that, and by the way, it's also a picture, we have a lot of pictures today, and it's also a picture Gimel in your Gemara, right? So you have it right here on the daf. So imagine for a moment, the first two walls of your sukkah are parallel walls. It calls it a mavui, because remember again, a mavui is an alleyway that runs between chaseros. So you have two parallel walls. Now obviously I need a third wall to make my sukkah. So I to put my sukkah. The sukkah, so you can mavui, kshera, va'oso tefach ma'amido, l'choruach she'yertzeh. So both say, so ultimately again, if you, have, if you have two walls that are parallel, it's not a problem. In other words, you go ahead and you set up the third wall, wherever you want to set up the third wall, and you are good to go. Now, we'll say, we're going to see for our purposes, such a circle like that, you're going to have to do a number of things in order to make it kosher. But Lamaisa, right now, we'll just accept Rabbi Yehuda's statement, that Allah, Lamaisa, you can have two parallel walls, put the third wall wherever you want. The Gemara says, "The Chorash here says, 'Simon Luterish of Levi Omer, O Salo Pas Arba Umashu, Umaamido Bepachos Mishlosha, Samoch Ledofen, the Chopachos Mishlosha, Samoch Ledofen, Kilavud Dummy.' So the Gemara says, 'No, no, no, what do you do? You have to go ahead of us. In this case, you have to do something a little bit different. You have to go ahead. So remember again, it's now what you was it just you have just you follow the the flow over here. You have Rabbi Huda saying that if you have a sukkah that's made like a mavoi, two parallel walls, no problem, totally fine. Just take your third wall that's a tefach, put it wherever you want. When I say put it wherever you want, it means attach it to whatever wall, whatever direction you want, and you're good to go. Rabbi Sula and Rabbi Shulman Levi says, no, 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 not so pashit. If you have a sukkah that's made like a mavoi, i.e. two parallel walls, the only way to make that into an effective sukkah is how? You have to make another board. You have to take another board. That board has to be arba umashahu. That board now has to be fort fachim and a little bit. And what do you do with that board? What do you do with that board? Place it within three tfachim of one of the pre the two the two parallel walls. And I will say, what does that do? If it's less than three tfachim, then what? Then what? It's lavud. And when you put it all together, what do you have? Seven and a half or seven and a bit tfachim. I will say that's picture number 37. That's picture number 37. So comes along Rabbi Shoban Levi in this case and says, I'm sorry, if you have parallel walls, putting a board of a tefach is not going to be enough to make that sukkah kosher. You're going to need a board of four tefachim placed within three tefachim of one of the walls in order to effectively make a wall of seven plus a little tefachim. So the says, I don't understand. The Mar says, Maishna Hassan. We'll say, why was it that in the previous case, in the previous case, right, it was enough to use a board. In other words, you used the same idea, which was you took a board that was a tefach, placed it within three tefach, within three tefachim of the, of the pre-existing wall, and you made for yourself a nice little wall of four tefachim plus a little. Why was that enough over here? And yet here, by the case of the parallel walls, you need a board that's more than four tefachim, a little bit more than four tefachim, within, within three tefachim of the pre-existing wall. Or why in the first case that I only need a board of a tefach, and here I need a board of four tefachim, to which the Gemara says, I'll tell you, it's very simple. Hasam, de'ika shtei defanos kil chasam, sagile betefach shochik. Hacha, de'leka shtei defanos, it's very simple, which is in the previous case, you had two proper walls. What do you mean two proper walls? The walls were perpendicular to each other. 
right? The walls met at a right angle. They were connected. But let's say over here, you're dealing with a situation of two perpendicular walls. How do two perpendicular walls make a sukkah at all? I'm sorry, two parallel walls, thank you. How do two parallel walls make a sukkah at all unless they are connected by something more substantive. So there lies the difference. I will say a very interesting distinction. If you have two wall, if you have two perpendicular walls, two walls at a right angle, then Einachinami, really all you need is that third wall of a tefach. And Rabbi Shomali said, by the way, you can maximize that third wall by moving it within three tefachim of, by moving within three tefachim of one of the other walls, thereby making a third wall of effectively four tefachim. But the same Rabbi Shomali says, one second, if you have two parallel walls, those walls are not connected by anything. They can't become a sukkah unless you go ahead and put a third wall there of some significant substance. So if you go ahead and you make a third wall over there, I'll say essentially of what? A plank of four tefachim within three tefachim of, within three tefachim of the pre-existing wall. Now you've made a wall, I'll say essentially what? Of what? Seven tefachim and a little, which is in and of itself the minimum shear of sukkah. Incredible. So I says, says as follows, Amarava, another case. Amarava, or actually he's commenting still on the same case. Amarava, And Rava says, by the way, still focusing about say over here on the on the case of the sukkah. So well, actually now we're jumping back for just a bit. In the case of the perpendicular walls, Rava says, in order for the third wall to work, you need a tzura sapesach. Now we'll say tzura sapesach, back to our Erevan days, is a doorway. A doorway, right? Resembling a doorway. Two side posts and a post that goes down. We'll give Rashi just a moment. Amar Rav ve'inu nitaris elu b'tzura sapesach. Be'erevan amar amar heichi domi tzura sapesach. Kana mikan, v'kana mikan, v'kana aga behen. Right? We'll say what's the tzura sapesach. Two boards on each side. A board that goes across the top. V'achachamar Ravah. I'm just reading Rashi. So we'll say, listen to this. Let me tell you the rest of this outside. Rava says, when we say that the third wall only, only has to be a tefach, I will say, listen to how Rava interprets this. Rava says, that means, well, essentially take a board that is one tefach, you split it in half, you go ahead and you use it to make two side posts, make something across the top, and if you make that third wall itzuras apesach, that is how you are machshir the circle. We'll say it's picture number thirty-eight. Picture thirty-eight. So remember again, this is this is the original sukkah, the, the perpendicular sides. So you, therefore, you want to go ahead and you want to make the third side. Right? You want to put up the third wall. The third wall needs to be itzuras apesach. Just the chiddush is. The side posts themselves only have to measure half a tefach each. So you can have, you can have a very, very, a very thin tzuras ha-pesach. We'll say that's Rava Shita. Igidami, an alternate version of Rava. Amarava v'niteres nami b'tzuras ha-pesach. We'll say an alternate version, an alternate version of Rava is that you could either use, you could also use a tzuras ha-pesach, which means Rava will say, Rava will say like this, not only can you go ahead and use a tefach board for the third wall? And if you use a tefach board, how do you use it? How do you use it? Just take a tefach board and put it, put it juxtapose it or attach it to one of the pre-existing walls. Not only can you do that, but if you don't want to use a board, you could also make a tzura sapasach. 
And I'll say, how thick do the side beams of that Surah Sapasach have to be? Any amount. So what Rav, in the second version, what Rav is saying is, it's an either or. For the third wall, you can use a board of a Tevach, or you can use the Surah Sapasach. And if you use the Surah Sapasach, there is no minimum shear for the side posts. A third version. A third version. So you get the army, I'm Rav, you get the army, the third version is that according to Rava, this is very interesting, according to Rava, according to Rava, ultimately again, you need all of the above. What's all of the above? Look at Rashi for just a moment. So I'll say ultimately again, according to this third version, whenever you use a tefach board for the third wall, you also need a tzura sapesach. So according to this approach, it's picture number, it's picture number 40. Picture number 40. So we'll say, see, interesting enough, three versions of Rava. Version number, now Rava is adapting the same basic premise, which is the minimum share of a sukkah is two walls, and the third wall only has to be a tefach. Rava comes along and says three versions. Version number one is that the way to utilize that third wall, that third tefach wall, is in the form of a tzuras pesach And how do you do it? You take the tefach board, you split it into two, and you go out and you take the post on top, tzuras pesach Version number two of Rava is that you could use either a tzuras pesach or the one tefach board. And version number three of Rava is that what? You need both the board and the tzuras ha-pesach. And I will say, interestingly enough, if you take a look at picture number 40, you can see an illustration of Rav over here, that the illustration actually, according to this third version, is Rav really requires you to do everything, which is, which is what? Take the tefak board, put it within three tefakim of the pre-existing wall, so you get your loved wall, you get your loved wall, and then what? And then what? And then make the Tura Sapesach along the rest of the wall. So what Rav will say is, the Halacha Lamoshim Yisina says, the third wall need not be a complete wall. But Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, to maximize that third wall, you really should imply all of the aforementioned strategies. So take a board that's a tefa, place it within three tefachim of the pre-existing wall that gives you already a space, that gives you a wall of four tefachim, and then make a tzuras ha-pesach for the rest of the wall, effectively giving you three complete halachic walls. Interesting. So the Gemara says as follows. Rav Ashi, Ashkechid Rav Kahana, the Ka'avit Tefach Shochik, the Ka'avit Tzuras HaPesach. So we'll see Rav Ashi once saw Rav Kahana putting up his sukkah. And what he was doing is for the third wall, he was using a board that was a Tefach Shochik. Right? Remember again, that was a little bit of a, a looser Tefach. The Ka'avit Tzuras HaPesach. And he was also putting up a Tzuras HaPesach on the third wall. Amr Alei, Lo Savar Mar Lachad Di Rava Da Amr Rava, Vini Teres Nami B'Tzuras HaPesach. So ultimately, again, Rav Ashi said to Rav Kahana, didn't you hear Rav Ashita, that Rav said either you could use the Tzuras HaPesach or the board, but you don't need both. Amr Alei, Ana Ki Idach Lishna De Rava, De Svirle De Amr Rava, Utsuicha Nami B'Tzuras HaPesach. 
To which Rav Kana responded, I hold like the third version of Rava. And what was the third version of Rava? That it's not an either or, but what? Both. Both that Rava really felt that for that third wall, you really should be going ahead and using the board and also creating a Tzuras HaPesach. Fascinating. So we'll say the Gemara goes weiter. Shtayim kil chasam. So we'll say now we get into a very interesting surge here. So remember again, we paskin that Halacha Lamaisa, the third, the sukkah has to have two regular, we'll call it two regular walls and a third wall that is only a tabak. So again, now we've seen the Machlokas about how to maximize that third wall, but that's the basic Halacha. Says the Gemara, Amar the Chayin Shabbos. So this is very interesting. What the Gemara now is going to get into a discussion is as follows. Remember, the goal of a sukkah is to create an enclosure, right? That's what I'm doing over here. I'm trying to create an enclosed area. Now, let's say, remember again, there's another time in halacha that an enclosure is halachically significant, which is where? Shabbos. Shabbos, you're permitted to go ahead and carry, for example, in an enclosed area. What we're going to try to figure out now, let's say, is if something is considered enclosed for sukkah, is it also considered to be enclosed for Shabbos? Which is really quite fascinating. Says the Gimara, so Amarava, Vachin Shabbos. The same way that two walls and a little bit work for sukkah, two walls and a little bit work to create an enclosed area for Shabbos as well. Rashi, look at Rashi, we'll say first wide line, Vachin Shabbos. Even though normally for Shabbos you require three partitions in order to create the Shabbos. So this is fascinating. So let's say you made your sukkah in Rosh Hashanah, right? You, let's say again, your home opens up into Rosh Hashanah. You made your sukkah, you made your sukkah, you made your sukkah in Rosh Hashanah, right outside of your home. Okay. So then I both say, so, so the shaila is, and the sukkah is made of two walls and a tefach. So the Gemara says like this. Is such a sukkah kosher? Such a sukkah kosher? And the answer is yes. So if it's considered to be enclosed for sukkah, it's considered to be enclosed for Shabbos. Even though I will say normally, again, al-tilcho Shabbos, if you have an area that's enclosed by two walls and a tefach, is that area considered to be enclosed? The answer is no. But listen to this. On Shabbos of sukkahs, the same way that that sukkah works as an enclosure for sukkah, It'll work as an enclosure, enclosure for Shabbos of Sukkis as well. But only for the Shabbos of Sukkis, right? But the Shabbos after Sukkis, the Shabbos before Sukkis, that is considered to be what? An unenclosed area. And the logic is, if it's an enclosure for Sukkah, it's an enclosure for Shabbos as well. If it's a wall for Sukkah, it's a wall for Shabbos. So, so again, I want to point out but it's only a wall for which Shabbos? For which Shabbos? Shabbos of Sukkis. Right? It's fascinating. The Shabbos before the Shabbos after, this is considered to be an open, breached area, and one would not be permitted to carry within. So the Gemara goes weiter. Do we actually say Migo? Do we say that if something is an enclosure for Sukkah, it automatically is an enclosure for Shabbos? But Tanya, we learned, Dofen Sukkah, Kidofen Shabbos. 
Whatever constitutes a wall for sukkah constitutes a wall for Shabbos. Obevad shelo yehei bein kana lechavero shloshat fachim. As long as what? There's never more than between one board and its fellow three tefach. In other words, as long as the as long as there's lavud, as long as there's lavud, ultimately again it'll work. V'yisiru Shabbos asukah, but Shabbos is even more machmer than sukkah. Why? Shabbos enoni teres ella baomid baruba ala paras. Because we'll say, listen to this. In order to constitute a mechitza, a wall for Shabbos purposes, the wall must be what must have, um, we'll call it more closed than open areas. And as Jabal said, we've discussed that you could create a wall, a halachic wall, even with the majority of the space being open space. You could do such a thing like this. For Shabbos, a mechitza must be what's called omed meruba ala paratz. The closed area must be more than the open area. Masha'in came with sukkah. But at the end of the day, that's not true for sukkah. I will say for sukkah, you could have a halachic wall that actually has more open spaces than closed spaces. So you see from here that what? My love, Yisera, Shabbos, the sukkah, as sukkah. But it sounds like over here that what? That you could have a sukkah, that you could have a sukkah that is good for sukkah's purposes, but for Shabbos of sukkahs, the area won't be considered enclosed. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. My love, you say the Shabbos, the Sukkah, the Lord, I'm not going to go. Maybe we don't say that just because something is an enclosure for, Sha- for Sukkot, it's automatically an enclosure for Sukkot, for Shabbos, Sukkot as well. Lo, you say the Shabbos, the Alma, al Shabbos, the Sukkot. No, no, what it means is like this. We both say that you could have something that on a regular Shabbos will not constitute an enclosure but for Shabbos of Sukkot, it will be considered an enclosure. Why? Because if it works for Sukkah, it'll work for the Shabbos of Sukkot as well. Ihachi, if that's the case, you should go ahead and say that sometimes, again, regular Sukkah has a Chumrah of Sukkah and Shabbos. Do the Sukkah da'alma by a Tefach Because in regular Sukkah, the third wall requires an Amma. Or she requires a tefach that is a loose tefach. The ilo besukah the Shabbos lo by a tefach tefach shochek. Rabbi said say for hilcho Shabbos, right? You do not need the use of a loose tefach. The sagi belechi. And remember again, if you're using a lechi, for example, daha atu da amrit sichich agabe mavui shiyesh lechi kosher. Because for example, again, you said before that if you go ahead and you throw schach over a mavui and the mavui has a lechi. That lechi, Rabosei, constitutes the third wall. Even though, again, that lechi might measure just a mashu, just something. So we'll say, here you see something very interesting. Now we'll say, what's the logic of that? It's the reverse logic. What's the reverse logic? If a, essentially, we'll say, if you have a mavui and you put a lechi, right? We'll say, lechi is a side beam. You put a lechi by the entrance to that mavui. How big does that lechi have to be? Any amount. As long as it's recognizable, any amount. And what does that lechi do? What does that lechi do? That lechi creates an enclosure. So this is what the Gemara says. If you have a mavoi, if you have a mavoi, which essentially means you have two perpendicular walls, and you have, I'm sorry, parallel walls, thank you. You have two parallel walls, and you place a lechi at the entranceway of that mavoi, and you throw schach on top of that mavoi. Is that sukkah kosher? Yes. Why? Why? Because, Migo, because if it's considered to be enclosed for Shabbos, it's considered to be enclosed 
for sukkah. It's the reverse of what we see. Up until now, we were saying that if something is considered to be enclosed for Shabbos, the paradigmatic example of this is like this. If you have a sukkah, that's two walls, two full walls, and a third wall of a tefah. That is considered to be enclosed for sukkahs. So we're saying if it's considered to be enclosed for sukkahs, it's considered to be enclosed for Shabbos. Which Shabbos? Which Shabbos? Okay. Shabbos of sukkahs. Right? But again, the Shabbos before, the Shabbos after, that is not an enclosed area. So Shemar says, okay, but why don't you say the reverse as well? If you have a mavui that's permitted with a lechi, and you throw some schach on top of that, suddenly again you have a kosher sukkah, even though your third wall is less than what? Less than what? Less than a tefah. Why? Because if it's closed for Shabbos, it's enclosed for sukkah. To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, you don't even have to say that. I'll tell you why. It goes without saying, goes without saying that if something works for Shabbos, of course it'll work for Sukkah. As remember again, out of the two, Sukkah is considered to be the Kal, and ultimately again, Shabbos is the Chamer. So once you establish that Migo, whatever works for Sukkah, will work for Shabbos, then what? Then what? It goes without saying that whatever works for Shabbos works for Sukkah. So we'll say a really fascinating idea, a really fascinating idea that being espoused by Rava, that essentially, even though when you kind of line them up side by side, the halachos of enclosure for Sukkah are different than the halachos of enclosure for Shabbos, but the one time when these two worlds work will collide and essentially mesh with each other is the Shabbos of the Yom Tov of Sukkis. Because it is then what we will say is whatever is effectively an enclosure for Sukkah purposes will work as an enclosure for Shabbos purposes as well. The reverse is true as well. Whatever will work as an enclosure for Shabbos purposes will ultimately work as an enclosure for Sukkah purposes. But the Gemara says that's obvious. That's obvious because Shabbos is more chamer than sukkah. Incredible. Gufa, Amar Rava. Rava said, Amar Beis, Sichech Agabi Mavuin, Shiesh Lo Lechi, Kshera. What was it said before? If you go ahead and you put Tzchach on top of a Mavui that has a Lechi. Right? Tzchach on top of a Mavui that has a Lechi. So again, just, uh, all right, the truth is we're skipping a lot of pictures, but fine. So Yimar says as follows. So if you go out and you put a on top of that has a lechi. Now, boss, remember again, what's the chiddish in that case? What's the chiddish? The chiddish is how big is the lechi? A mashu, any amount. So remember again, you have a third wall, but that third wall is not a tefach. Nevertheless, the sukkah is kosher. Because we'll say again, remember the logic being, whatever works for Shabbos will work for sukkah. But Amar Rabbah, Rabbah said, Sichech apase biraos kshera. We'll say an interesting case over here. What happens if you put schach on top of Pasi Biras. Well, so remember again, the Pasi we had this in Erevin. Take a look at Rashi. You should have an image. You already have a picture there in Rashi as well. Right? You see, again, Perkshin, the Erevin, Tznan, Detiru, Chacham, Mishum, Oli, Regalim, Laasos, Le Pasi Biras, Shabrishos, Arabim, Pasin, Arba, Kimod, Diyumadim. So also remember again, this was the unique Kula, the unique Kula that we had ultimately again by wells. A well normally satisfies the dimensions of a Rishos Hayachid. But yet, wells are often situated in a Rishos Harabim, which of course creates a problem for drawing water on Shabbos. So Chazal introduced this halacha, which is, if you create these four, these four sets of posts, right? These four per- sets of perpendicular posts, each one measuring an amal 
in each direction, you effectively enclose the well, making the area around the well of Rosh Hashanah and giving you the ability to draw water. Bose, listen to this case. Says Rava, What happens if you throw schach, I mean, throw schach, place schach on top of these pasiras, on top of these, on top of these right angle enclosures, these right angle mechitos. So what's that? Ksheira. It's kosher. The boss says, same logic. Why is that sukkah kosher? Why is it sukkah kosher? What? Because well, remember again, this is an incredible anomaly. Because remember again, you look at this picture and this does not satisfy the criteria. Because boss says, the truth is, remember, it could satisfy the criteria of sukkah of what? If what? Right? If remember, if you want to say that it was lovud. But if it was lovud, then the boss said that wouldn't be the dinner possibly rose. Because if it's lovud, then what? Everyone would agree that this area is enclosed. Obviously, this is not lovud. So the incredible chiddush over here is that this enclosure does not work alts hilchos sukkah, but because it works alts hilchos shabbos migo, it works for shabbos. It'll work for sukkah as well. So I say. So therefore, essentially, what you have over here is Rava basically stating, basically stating um, this halacha three different times. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says as follows, and I need all three cases of Rava. Why do I need all three cases of Rava? Because if Rava would have just said the din by Mavoy, that the same way that a Mavoy with a little Lechi, right, a little Lechi is considered to be enclosed for Shabbos, it's considered to be enclosed for Sukkis. If Rava would have just said it by there, I would have said, you know why Mavoy works? The case of Mavoy works, you know why? Because at least in Mavoy, what do you have? What do you have? Two functional walls. Uh, the Gemara says, Aval Gabi But in the case of Pasibiros, the well enclosure, you don't, you, don't, you don't even have really one functional wall. You don't have any functional walls. So I would have thought that just because that works out in enclosure for Shabbos doesn't make it a kosher sukkah. Therefore, Rava has to say, No, even by Pasibiros, if you put some schach on top of that, that'll work. And if you were to just only the case of Pasibiros, Mishum di'ika shame arba defanos. Because Rabbi say again, in the case of Pasibi Rose, at least what do you have by Pasibi Rose? What's the Maila Pasibi Rose? You have four walls. Quote unquote, four walls. And that's why maybe since it works for Shabbos, it works for Sukkah. But by the case of Mavoy, all you have are two walls. And what? They're perpendicular to each other. So maybe again, that doesn't work at all. And furthermore, I would have said the two cases of Mavui and Pasibiros work because those are Shabbos cases. So what you're establishing is whatever works for Shabbos works for Sukkah, which makes sense. Why? Because Shabbos is more Chamer. So it makes sense. Whatever works for the more Chamer works for the cow. But I will say maybe the reverse would not be true. In other words, maybe we don't say that just because something is an enclosure for sukkah, it becomes an enclosure for Shabbos as well. Therefore, tzicha. Therefore, I will say, Rava teaches us that their relationship works both ways. So I will say, so according to Rava, and, and there are elements of this tadar halacha lamaisa. We're not going to get into this now, but Rava creates a principle. And the principle is, whatever is considered to be an enclosure for Shabbos is considered to be an enclosure for sukkah. And the reverse is also true. Whatever is considered to be an enclosure for sukkah will be an enclosure for Shabbos. But will be an enclosure for which Shabbos? Which Shabbos? The Shabbos of sukkah. This is incredibly important on both sides. So which gives you, according to Rava, you could have an area that is considered to be enclosed, the Shabbos of sukkah, 
but the Shabbos after Sukkot and the Shabbos before Sukkot is considered to be unenclosed. Because the logic of Rava is Migo. Since it's going to work for Sukkot, it's going to work for Shabbos as well. But Shabbos before, Shabbos after, won't be. Remember again, the next thing the Mishnah said is that a Sukkot, the Schach is not kosher if it allows more sunlight than shade. In other words, a Schach must provide more shade than sunlight. And therefore, again, if the schach allows in chamasa miruba mitzilasa more shade than sunlight, the schach is possible. Tan Rabbanon chamasa machmas sichoch v'lo machmas stefanos. So say Tanakama says when we look at shade, Rabbi say we only care about the shade versus sunlight ratio from the schach. What don't we care about? The walls. So I'll say so. For example, Tanakama says Rabbanon say if you have if your walls allow in more sun than shade, we don't care about that. We only care about the sun-shade ratio from the top. Rabbi Yoshia Omer, Af Machmas Stefanos. Rabbi Yoshia says, no, we even look at the sun-shade ratio from the walls. And if the walls allow in more sun than shade, that'll be an invalidation in the sukkah. So the Gemara says, Amrav Yemar, Bar Shalmiya, Mishmei My time with Rabbi Yoshia. What's Rabbi Yoshia's logic? V'sakosa al ha'aron es ha'parochas. The Pasuk says, you shall go ahead. Now the Paroches is the curtain which divides between the Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Which literally means, you shall place upon the Aron the curtain. Paroches Mechitza. Now the Paroches, the curtain itself is a Mechitza. The Paroches is a wall. V'kakariye rachmana sichacha. This is fascinating. Rabbi Yosheh makes an amazing observation. Rabbi Yosheh says, the curtain is a wall. But yet, how does the Torah refer to the curtain? How does it refer to it? As Chach. Which tells you what? So we'll say, what do you see from here? That a wall must conform to the same details as schach. Namely what? Just as the schach must provide more shade than sun, so to the wall must provide more shade than sun as well. Rabbi Yoshia's model is if the wall allows in more sun than shade, that is an invalid wall. What did the Rabbanon do with that? Very interesting. The Rabbanan say that the construction in the Mikdash was, was the following. And I say the curtain did not hang straight down, but rather the curtain actually was hung a little bit at a, at a vertical slant. Again, we'll discuss this. A little bit at a vertical slant. How exactly the curtain laid like that, we'll see. Well, the truth is, we know. Why did, how did the curtain lay at a vertical slant? What was sticking into the curtain? The poles of the Aron. We saw this in Yuma. So remember again, the curtain essentially was at a slant like Schach. So it looked, it didn't look just like a wall. It looked a little bit like a roof as well. So, but not to teach you the, the, that the dinim of Schach applied to the wall, but to teach you how to hang the curtain. Incredible. Om Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yoshia, Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi Shem, Rabbi Gamliel, Ube Shammai, Rabbi Eliezer Bachirim, Kulu Svirlehu, all of these opinions just quoted, all hold of the same thing. Kulu Svirlehu, Sukkah, Diras, Keva, Ba'in. I both say this is incredible. All of them agree that Allah Chalamaisa, the walls of a Sukkah, or I should say, the Sukkah must be set up as a Diras Keva, as a permanent dwelling. Now we'll say what that means. The whole issue of Sukkot is Dira Sarai. We're going to, we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up in Mirat Hashem with this conversation of Sukkot, the requirement of Dira Skeva by Sukkot tomorrow. God bless
just the just that. Well, no, 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 because you're dealing with the sukkah that's kosher. The sukkah itself is fine. It's just that the way you've made the sukkah does not conform with the normative halachos of Shabbos. So the sukkah is fine all the days. And the Kiddush is that even on Shabbos is going to be okay, but just the Shabbos, the same structure that you need not make Shabbos is going to be not good for Shabbos. Correct.